Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable. Coming to you from Beijing, I'm He Young. Good to have you with us. A new Bloomberg survey has found that it's getting a lot harder for young Americans to leave their family's nest. And when you take a look around the world, renting a place on your own as an adult, seen in some cultures as an important step to independence and adulthood, isn't as easy as it used to be. We delve into the changes in the housing market and perceptions towards independence and the self-made ideal. And did you know the business of nail tips, the small squares of acrylic plastic that grace your nail plate, is worth hundreds of billions of yuan. We take a look at the big business of nail art. For today's program, I'm joined by Josh Cotterell on the line and Gao Junya in the studio. First on today's show, according to Bloomberg, approximately 45% of Americans between the ages of 18 and 29 are currently living with their families. This percentage marks the highest level seen since the 1940s. This new phenomenon signifies the shifting economic, social, and cultural factors that affect the living arrangements of the younger generation. So, Junya, let's go to you first. Tell us more about this recent poll and what does it say about American society? Now, yeah, let me bring you more information about this survey. Uh, the poll, which garnered insights from over 4,000 adults across the United States in an online survey conducted in August, included responses from 329 individuals aged between 18 and 29. It further demonstrates that over 60% of Generation Z and Millennial respondents have returned to their family homes within the last two years. And actually, this is not a new phenomenon. Using data from the National Longitudinal Survey of Youth, 1997, this article examines the process of household formation for young adults born between 1980 and 1984 in the U.S. The analysis finds that by age 27, about 90% of these individuals have left their parental households at least once, and more than 50% of them had moved back at some point after moving out. Hmm, Josh. So, how do you read into these numbers, and does it ring a bell when you look at the situation in your home country, the United Kingdom? Yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of economic evidence and other factors that suggest a similar trend in the UK and also in the US that suggest that more adults are living with their parents.、Um, in in the UK, one of the main factors is housing affordability. Of course,、um, there's been a rapid increase in housing prices, particularly in urban areas.、Um, this obviously makes it very difficult for young adults to form、uh, to afford their own homes. I have some statistics here. According to the Office of National Statistics in the United Kingdom, the average house price to earnings ratio in the UK、uh, is currently at around eight, and this indicates a significant affordability issue. There's also high levels of student loan debt as well. This has increased massively in the last ten years,、um, and also limited job job prospects in the United States. It's similar as well. There's Rising housing costs.、Uh, the U.S. has experienced a steady increase in housing prices、um, over the last ten years, and according to the U.S. Census Bureau, the home ownership rate for adults under 35 reached a low of 37.1 percent in 
And that percentage is, well, is it high? Is it low? I think it really depends on what you compare to. And certainly if you compare to, let's say, that general understanding of Americans of, uh, oh, there's this perfect phrase, pull yourself up by your bootstrings, which is, you know, a common phrase in the U.S., particularly present in conservative rhetoric about self-reliance. And it's like, well, if you don't move out of your family home, actually at the beginning of college, then then it's almost like you don't feel so good about yourself. And I think it's interesting to also to um, discuss sort of how people perceive this social phenomenon. But before we do that, why aren't folks moving out? Is it like they cannot or they don't want to? Definitely financial issues are the main reason because more information on this survey, the top reason for returning home and more than 40% is to save money. Moving back with their parents is a choice many are making these days as they grapple with high housing costs, heavy student debts, inflation, and a kind of broader economic precariousness that has increasingly weighed on younger people in recent years. And also the housing is becoming more expensive. 30% of respondents say they are staying with their family members because they can't afford to live on their own. According to a renting website, RentHop, in New York City, where the average rent on a studio is now over $3,400, for the apartment units and housing in October 2023, median rents have risen over the last year. Studio rental prices have increased by $312 year-on-year from $3,138 to $3,450. And one-bedroom rentals prices have increased by $241 year-on-year from $3,958 to $4,199 U.S. dollars. This That's is very huge. expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And we're also looking at one of the very expensive cities in the world. And I would imagine the situation to be similar if you were living in London. And just like if you're living in Beijing or Shanghai here in China, then you would be looking at the most expensive real estate prices in the country. Yes. And Josh, you have some experience on that front. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that another thing to keep in mind against all of these rising prices. And you asked a very good question, He Yang, you know, what are we comparing it to? Well, something quite obvious that we can compare it to that gives us a gauge of how bad things are in a lot of areas is that wages have also stagnated somewhat in a lot of places. So while the, the cost of living continues to rise and housing prices go up, um, there's been a stagnant wage growth. And this obviously hinders young adults ability to buy housing and just to move out or even rent um so i, I think this really is a, a really important factor as well that contributes to these financial constraints which i agree are the main factors now there mm. are obviously other factors as well yes um, that we're going to discuss but i i also believe that these financial issues are the most significant you think that's the most significant one huh well certainly and a lot of the other financial metrics aren't really helping folks who are looking to buy property or rent property well that's pretty much everybody then so basically if you look at the interest rate levels in the u.s right now or at least in the recent months ever since the fed has been trying its best to keep inflation down and then 
by raising interest rates, and then that affects the housing market. That affects lending rates, and therefore, on top of that, since the 2008 housing crisis as well as the financial crisis、um, in the U.S., people have stopped building new houses. At least not. Enough housing in the pipeline to provide enough housing at a more affordable price for more people, and therefore, you know, with all these factors in play as well, it just makes searching for the ideal place to rent that much more difficult. And competition is kind of intense as well. And、um, there's also another caveat to the story, which is a little bit counterintuitive, because we've been seeing news stories from the U.S. saying that the job market has been booming for recent months, or at least for the last year or so. And therefore, you would have thought that、um, people getting jobs and with A modest raise in their salaries, then it might have been easier for folks to come out and rent their place. But maybe the pandemic is still having its lagging effect on the economy and on people's economic behavior as well. So there's a lot going on. And、um, Junya, when you look at the situation, what do you see as sort of the primary factors that are determining people's rental behavior? I also think this inflation, you know, in、uh, raging in the U.S. and European countries, definitely is playing the vital role in raising this whole this rental prices. And、uh, we know that because we are mainly talking about young adults, right? I don't think. Young people, they can earn that much money. For starters, maybe they are starting off with quite not quite low, maybe not that decent salary, and also they are enjoying limited, I think, social welfare programs in those countries. So that's why there's so much pressure on them. And when we were talking about this number, you know, the one one bedroom rental price has risen to four thousand one hundred ninety nine U.S. dollars. I mean, that's like thirty. Thousand Chinese yuan, right? I don't think this is only for rental for per month. I can't imagine that. This is a lot of money. You know,、mm. if it's for me, I don't think I can take it. Maybe I'll try to find some places that are cheaper. And uh, but uh, in terms of distance, maybe it will be far, far, well, far away. Yeah. Yes, and I think that's sort of the natural reaction of most people. And Josh, I wonder how you feel about this. You know, there's the Pretty obvious capitalistic logic that is well, you know, if it's a perfect competition in the free market, then well, some folks are going to be priced out. But you know, it's sort of the capitalistic laws in play, and、uh, that's just a fact of life. But do you think more should be done to like compensate to、um, to help people out when in the real world we know it's not that simple. It's not like You know, there are a lot of reasons why a person doesn't get that plum job that's you know so well paid. Yeah, absolutely. I think that housing should be more affordable, and I don't think that it's any accident that it isn't.、Um, I mean, not to get too into the nuances of capitalism, although I don't think that's particularly nuanced. It's quite obvious, but yeah, I mean, I remember my. Mum still lives in the house that I was brought up in, and I so I know very well. I have seen and heard firsthand about how much they bought it for and how much the price has risen, and also 
how much their wages have stayed the same, basically. And it wasn't only that the house when they bought it was so much more affordable, but there was so much more help when they were buying it from banks. There was interest-free loans. There was all sorts of things that were trying to get people on the housing market. And I mean, we're probably better off asking an economist about this, but I think that there certainly are, um, there certainly still is a lot of space um, in this market to help people get on the housing ladder. That's what we call it in Britain anyway. We say getting on the housing ladder, right? Um, getting on the property ladder. And um, yeah, it's it's really, really difficult. I, I'm really uh, frustrated myself. And I know that many people in their late 20s, early 30s in the United Kingdom and the US feel exactly the same. Hmm. And Junya, you have been stationed on the African continent for a few years. What's the general sentiment of young people looking for housing when they finish school and start working in cities. I would imagine the tale to be a little bit similar for a lot of young people. If we have the opportunity, you kind of want to go to a city and find work because let's face it, in a village, the job opportunities are probably quite limited. Yeah, actually, many people now they are coming to the cities, urban areas, not only young people, even adults, because if you stay in your rural area, it's like all you can do is cultivate the land. And I think those people, um, the living conditions are not that good because I think most of them are living in high density communities with not enough access to you know water or electricity. But, you know, it's always interesting to know that African people, I think, at least Zimbabweans, their culture has so many similarities with our culture. Uh, they also care for their families. And for example, my housekeeper, she's kind of like working for a foreign company and she's comparatively, she's earning a higher salary and she's been supporting her not the nucleus family, you know, the extended family, maybe her brother's daughter, you know, her cousin's daughter, a lot of them. African people, they just pay attention. They really value their families a lot. And as far as I know, most of them uh, are staying with their parents and with their family. And of course, you know, they have so many siblings. Most of families, they're big. They have many siblings. So those Grown-ups, they are trying to carve out some a different career, a different path, or look for somewhere to stay. But as far as I know, they don't have that much capability yet. So they are still crammed in certain places with their families. Yeah. Well, when you look at here in China, it's still pretty common for adults young adults to live in their family home unless well, if you have moved to a different city to pursue a degree and then find job there, then yes, it is very common for folks to sort of move out of the nest, but mainly for that reason. But if you're still living in the same geographic area, then why not go back to your family home and there doesn't seem to be too much of a pushback? If not, Mom and dad actually quite welcome that. Uh, well, or am I too early to say to arrive at that conclusion? Junya, do you agree with this assessment? Yeah, I think it makes sense. And um, because my parents, <laughs> they're not in Beijing, but if I'm working in my hometown, I'll definitely live in with them. I think it's, that's the definite choice for me. I don't think I don't make other decisions. Like I will think other options. It's just you know, everything makes sense because 
they're my family, and you know they care for me. They can <laughs> cook is one thing, and ironing very important. <laughs> and and also, whoa, <laughs> okay, somebody sounds a little spoiled <laughs> or very lucky. <laughs> yeah, it's, and also it's just so good to be stay around them to know what's been happening to them. Also,、yeah. we can also care for them. So I think it makes sense. Yeah. So mom and dad would be really happy if I you... hope so. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I believe so. Actually, <laughs>、yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you've been away for some time. For Chinese people, I suppose when you've、um, if you luckily have been admitted to college and you be. Staying in your college dorms for four years, and after that, and then if you come back home, of course, I think there's going to be a process of getting to sort of adjust to each other's time schedules and、uh, living habits as such. But usually, that wouldn't take too long, and then you know, two generations live under the same roof. And once you have left home for some time, it depends on your situation. But some of us feel like. Oh, there's a new appreciation of having your parents to still look after you a little bit. And、um, yes, I've probably shared on the show before. Like ever since I got back to Beijing after my studies and work and stuff, and、uh, back to the family home.、Um, yeah, like it's.、Um, I have to say,、um, it's obviously great to have.、Um, like it's.、Um, yes. I don't know how to say this, but thank you, you know, mom, for still doing my laundry.、Um, I feel guilty sometimes, but、uh, it's it's wonderful to be taken care of. And、um, as an adult, it's an interesting position to be in because you also want to give back, but also you're like, oh, you're forever a child in your parents' eyes, and that is such a beautiful feeling. Okay, enough of that, Huiyang. And <laughs> Josh, I know you've moved out ever since you turned eighteen. And do you think that for you know this new generation of young people who have, may I say, defied some of these、um, traditions in the English-speaking world of not moving out after eighteen, and would the perception, societal perception, on this? Living arrangement be, you know, not so positive, or are people adjusting to this change? I think it's a bit mixed. I think generally that there is a lot of negative stigma still the Western world. Oh yeah, for sure.、Um, we we live in a society where usually the age of eighteen is the age where you so gain some sort of independence, whether that is leaving home, getting a job, or moving away to university and having a degree of Financial independence, whether that's through student loans or something like this, right?、Um, we have a lot of systems in place that sort of sever the sever the rope around that time. So there is a lot of negative stigma when people are living at home, you know, in their mid twenties and things like this. That being said, the cost of living crisis in the United Kingdom is is a real thing,、um, and especially after the COVID nineteen pandemic, it got really serious. So I do think that. People are much more forgiving、mm. in, I would say, the last sort of five, six years.、Um, but generally speaking, there's still a lot of stigma around it. Yeah, and also don't forget, we just came out of a pandemic, and many people、yeah. had to pack their bags, move to a different place, or move home if that's a resort they can, you know, lean back on. So we should all 
you know, not be so harsh in judging other people and sort of understand this general situation a little bit better. And also just to add a little bit more nuance to the Chinese way of uh, looking at this situation of living arrangements. It's not like Chinese people, you know, for the younger generation to sort of go back home and then just rely on parents. It's not so simple because there's also, you know, after some years and when your parents get old, I think there is still more of this social norm in our country that the grown-up children kind of need to step up to take care of our parents. And it's like a full loop. It doesn't just stop, you know, after you're like 25 or 30. And also, Junya, right before we turn on the mic, you offered it an opinion on this subject that is, there is actually a time limit of this grown-up kid staying at home. Yeah, I hope it's not a stigma. But I think for me, if people they're married and they're still living with their parents. It's kind of not, not that acceptable for me. Yeah, I think um, not only me, a few people around me, they hold the same ideas. Because, for example, I have this friend, she's married and she's still living with her parents-in-law. Yes, parents-in-law. And I think one disadvantage I found is that it's not that convenient for her parents actually to visit her. So, for example, her parents, they do care for her and they want to visit her and to, to check on their daughter, but they don't feel that comfortable to come to this place and to visit her. So I think it's just not the right thing to do. At least it's, I won't do that if I'm married. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And everybody's situation could be different. And um, it's really, I think the finances is definitely the top consideration. What do you see as maybe the... I guess, the impediments to people moving out. Or maybe there could be this shift in ideas of, well, if your house is big enough, then why not, you know? (laughs) Well, I mean, aside from the financial issues, which I really do think, I I think that most mid-20-year-olds, if they had enough money, would probably want to leave, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I, I guess that there are cultural changes here, but it's really difficult for me to entertain any other really significant factors because I really think that the main issue here is just necessity and survival. I think that every adult craves a degree of independence. Mm -hmm. And there are certainly a lot of big cultural differences, not just between Asia and the Western world in Europe and the US, but also within Europe, you know, countries like Italy and Ah, Spain, they... They have similar cultural norms of much closer knit family things um, uh, compared to, for example, the UK or Germany or something like this. So, um, you know, uh, these things aren't so different across the whole world. But I mean, our house is getting bigger. I'm not sure. Um, I, I really can't see any other significant factor here, to be honest myself. Yeah. Well, I suppose it is a place of privilege to say that you have the family home to fall back on. And I think in societies that don't look down on um, having these kind of family support, then, then, you know, it really benefits the younger people in that sense. Um, I read this comment online of this 
uh, subject, one internet user on Zhuhu said, well, if the worst comes to worst, I'll just move back with parents and become a full-time offspring. And then, <laughs> so, you know, when times get tough, I think that's when, uh, if you have more of a safety net, then you feel a lot better. And that safety net could come from your own savings, your parents and family, or maybe you've got insurance, or maybe there's a sum of money that you can collect from the state. 